Hey there, John Morris here, johnmorrisonline.com. Welcome back to another episode of The John Morris Show. So I got this question from Jesse. He says, hey, John, I'm going to put one of my employees through your courses. Currently, he's been helping me with stuff like filling out forms, calling people, replying to emails, etc. But he is eager to learn about the actual development process. Do you mind letting me know what courses you would recommend for him? I feel like he needs to understand the basics of HTML, CSS, and dynamic structure and I'll be right beside him while he's going through the course. Any pointers or tips on teaching would be su- too would be super amazing. All right, so I wanted to cover this because a couple of reasons. One, since my last episode, I've got similar questions to this, and so I wanted to to address it. Also, I know it can be frustrating for people when they first get into web development. There's not a lot of people that are kind of out there and tell you necessarily learn this and this and this and this because there's so many different routes that you can go and can be a little confusing about what you should learn first and what are the reasons why so you know that the person telling you what you should learn actually has has good reasons for why they're telling you that and so forth and so I know this is one of the things I get this question a decent amount that 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 developers sort of get a little confused about when they first get into all this so I'm going to tell you the courses, I'm going to tell you why, and I'm, there's kind of two big points I want to make about uh, why this this particular set of courses is what I w- want to recommend. So the the first point is, is that, and, and this is somewhat opinion, but I also think it's, there's some facts that back this up, which is why I have this opinion, but I, be, I believe if you were look at, to look at the foundational sort of languages of the web, you'd be looking at HTML, CSS, JavaScript, PHP, and MySQL. And the reason that is, is we know by the numbers, I think HTML, CSS, and JavaScript, I don't know that there would be much debate there in terms of those being, you know, the ones that are used primarily for when it comes to actual building of web pages. But when it comes to even PHP and MySQL, we know that PHP powers 82% 82% of all the sites, it's still 82-83% of the sites whose server-side scripting language we know. So, I mean, the number's still incredibly high. We know the popularity of WordPress, and it's something like itself is 30% of all websites uh, whose, whose uh, content management system we know. I mean, just the, the, the numbers, I think, bear out that if a web page is sort of loaded on, on the Internet... It's probably going to be powered by these languages. Now, that could be changing, could change in the future. But as of right now, I would consider these sort of the core languages. Now, that doesn't mean that they're the best languages. That doesn't mean they're the only ones you should ever learn. Uh, It just means that they are sort of the foundations of the web. And as a web developer, you should know them at a minimum. And then once you know these real well, you can substitute in you know, different, uh, different server-side scripting language, or you, know, you can start using something like Node or, or whatever, you can get to all of that. But it's, I think it's important that you know these foundational languages first. So that's one of the reasons why the courses I'm going to recommend to you, I recommend. The second reason is has to do with the order. So the order is the the way that i uh, i would teach someone if this were an employee of mine is the first sort of course that i would give them is a kind of intro to everything course and the reason that is is because a lot of web developers when they get into this they don't really ha- understand the big picture they don't know, understand how all the parts work together how html and css and javascript relate 
the difference between client side and server side and so forth. All of that has to be explained to you. And one good way to do that is to learn a little bit about each language. And that's what a good intro course does, particularly the one I'm going to recommend to you. So you start off with that sort of course. Then I think you go into an HTML and CSS course because that's, I mean, that's really the fundamental when a browser loads a page, it's rendering, you know, HTML, CSS, and potentially JavaScript. But I think pretty much always at a minimum, there's going to be HTML and CSS. Uh, And so knowing that next is important, uh, taking your first deep dive into that. And then I actually would go to PHP and MySQL. And the reason before I go into JavaScript, and the reason that is, is because oftentimes when we build web pages, we're going to build sort of the the HTML, CSS, and PHP sort of structure in the actual uh, inner workings and and you know the form submissions and the back and forth, the actual application itself first, and then a lot of times JavaScript is sort of a layer that we put over top of it to help smooth things, to help make things a little bit more interactive and easy to use, and so forth. And so that being the way that we often build web pages, I feel like that's the way we should also uh, learn those languages. That and, and when you get into PHP, you you really sort of get into application building itself. And I think that's important to, to really nail down as quick as possible before you really worry too much about uh, JavaScript and what it does. And then, of course, the last thing that I would learn is JavaScript. So that's the sort of categories of courses in the order and the reasons why I recommend these particular courses. Now, the courses that I recommend that fit into these categories, I've recommended this one for years. It's the Complete Web Developer course by Rob Percival. It's a really great intro to everything course. Now, again, the thing to understand about this is it doesn't really go too deep into any one thing. So, for example, if you take the PHP section out of that course and you compare it to my PHP course, it would be like module one of my PHP course. And I've got three modules, plus I've got some add-on, you know, in the Udemy course, I add in my login script and my PHP forms and some other stuff, you know, the, uh, the object-oriented programming course. So it's it's a pretty shallow look at each individual language, language, but it's great for getting your head around the whole big picture and how everything sort of works together. So that's why I recommend that one. The one, the HTML and CSS course that I'd recommend is Web Design for Beginners. And the reason I recommend that one is because a lot of times these courses, the HTML and CSS courses, they sort of build them linearly. So you're going to learn, you just kind of go through all the HTML tags, you go through all the CSS stuff, and it's just like you just kind of learn it in a linear order. Whereas this one's more sort of grouped by kind of topic and concept. And HTML and CSS are really intimately linked and it it sort of shows you the HTML and CSS of a particular concept at the same time. So it's, it's a little bit better way of doing it in my opinion. So that's, I've started recommending that course. Of course, for the PHP course, I'm going to humbly submit my own course, learn PHP, MySQL and object oriented programming over on Udemy. Uh, I I just think it's one of the more in-depth treatments of PHP core of PHP that's out there. And then the last course is JavaScript understanding the weird parts. Now, if you're looking for, if you want these links, I'm going to post them all over on the show notes page for this episode. It's johnmorrisshow.com slash 254. So you can find all those links over there. But these are the courses I recommend. Obviously, 
you know, you may have different things that you fit in there. But an intro course, an HTML, CSS course, PHP, MySQL course, and then a JavaScript course. If I were training an employee, that's the way I would do it. The last little bit of this then is any tips for teaching in general and so forth. And the one thing that I wanted to point out here, and I, I, I responded to Jesse and said this, but oftentimes what really confuses people or holds people back when it comes to learning to code is conceptual misunderstandings. A lot of times we get really caught up in diving into the, the syntax and the code and you know, how everything's written and so forth. But oftentimes the problems that we encounter when it comes to the code that we're writing have to do with larger conceptual sort of issues or, or misunderstandings. So one example of that uh, that I would give you is when it comes to object-oriented programming. A lot of people, when they first sort of start learning object-oriented programming, it's easy to get caught up in, okay, how do I write a class? How do I write methods and functions and static and in, uh, interfaces and all this and really get heavy into the code and sort of miss that that's not really what object-oriented programming is about. And a lot of times you'll see people just sort of take their procedural approach to coding and then just put it into classes. And that's not, again, not really object-oriented programming. Object-oriented programming is about a completely different way of thinking about how you build your applications. And then the code there, the code is there to support that way of building your applications. And when you get the... You get the mindset, the concept behind application building that that object-oriented programming is, then the code sort of becomes simple and easy. And so that's one example of where someone could be kind of stuck trying to do object-oriented programming. It's like, this is way harder to do it this way than just not putting everything in classes. I don't understand why people do this. And oftentimes that's because they're trying to fit that procedural way of coding into, uh, you know, code that's really meant to be written in a completely different way. So a lot of times when you can get the concepts right, the code becomes simple and easy. So the biggest thing that you can do as you go through learning how to code is constantly be on the lookout for bigger picture conceptual misunderstandings and know that most of the time, I know that there will be caveats to this, but most of the time, the actual code you write should be pretty straightforward and simple. And if it's not, if you're running into difficulties and problems, that often you can trace that back to some sort of conceptual big picture misunderstanding. And if you solve that, then the coding problem becomes a lot easier. And that's a, that, that can be a hard thing to really sort of get your head around. But when you do, it makes coding a, a heck of a lot easier. Uh, and, and you can learn a heck of a lot faster that way. So that would be my biggest tip for you when it comes to just general sort of, of learning or if you're going to be teaching someone else, whatever. Make sure and address those conceptual misunderstandings. All right, that'll do it for this episode. As I mentioned, if you want all the show notes and links that I mentioned for the courses and stuff for this episode, you can go to johnmorrisshow.com slash 254. Also, I'd appreciate it if you'd support the show by heading over to store.johnmorrisonline.com. See if there's any coding training over there that uh, you could find useful for yourself, help you down your path. You can use the coupon code JMO at checkout for 20% off anything over there. All right, that'll do it for this episode. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.